0: Shout
1: to dump on the um, season four episode 18 my name is joel tuning in from champaign illinois with me tonight as per usual are sam and eli fellas how you doing
2: how you doing joel uh this is sam i'm broadcasting out of brooklyn new york and i think that <laughs> uh Gary Sanchez is terrible at catching
0: baseballs. (laughs) Hey there, Joe. This is uh, Eli coming at you from the PVD. Uh, My hot take for the week is, uh, well, I have two, so I suppose I should just pick one. Uh, But the Celtics um, are coming back to Boston to take the second round of the NBA playoffs in-game. Five. Five.
1: Game five. five. Yeah. Nice.
0: They
1: lost one? Yeah, they lost game four. We'll talk about that. I got some <laughs> opinions about I got some opinions about that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. My hot take for the week Chicago White Sox are now a blistering nine and twenty three on the season, with a winning percentage of two eighty one, and yet are still not the worst team in the American League, in honor that goes to the Baltimore Orioles at 8-26. So us White Sox fans at least have that to hang our hats on right now.
0: The silver lining.
1: <laughs> this is, well, I'm always a half-glass-full kind of person. Thank you very much for listening to us. This is ostensibly a baseball podcast. If you're listening to us, on SoundCloud, thank you very much. If you're listening to us on Apple iTunes, thank you very much. Give us a rating and a review. You can follow us on Twitter at Dump on the ump. You can find our Facebook group, or you can follow us on our WordPress blog, dump on the Last week We talked about how Derek Jeter is ruining baseball, selling the city of Miami a monorail, and then just going to jump town. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I did. Thank you very much everyone who listened. Number one last week, Brooklyn, New York. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, Brooklyn has we've got a contingent in Brooklyn, Sam. I don't know what you've been doing, but you've been doing something. That's the third oh, week I, I've been pushing it. Good. I've been taking it to the streets. That's excellent.
2: Hope, yeah. Hopefully. I have like, I have like a mixtape on a CD and I just like hand it to people and tell them it's free and then ask them for money after they take it.
1: How's that been working?
2: You know what? It works. Good. It's a working thing. I'll be like, oh, it's free. And then I'm like, what, are you just going to take that? You're not going to give me any
1: money for that? You should you actually make some mixtapes, like right? cassette tapes.
0: Yeah. Then you should put some directions inside of the cassette that says if you want your money back, go listen to Dump on the Yum on iTunes. Just a blank tape. Yeah, exactly.
2: It's, just like, filled with, it's like filled with gravel and like a <laughs> note that just has a
1: website on it. <laughs> so it seems to be working. Good strategy. That is, yeah. yeah, that's a great idea. Number three, Chicago, Illinois, so apparently I didn't talk enough shit about the Chicago Cubs last week. Maybe they're, like, anger listening. I hope so. That's a good idea. They, like, get so angry, and then
2: they, like, drink one beer and, like, piss in the wastebasket. Yeah, and it's not even a real beer. It's
1: a Michelob Ultra or something like it's that. It's a Michelob
2: Ultra. They drink, like, one Michelob Ultra, and then they have to go to the hospital with alcohol poisoning.
1: <laughs> and then they wake up and start drinking, what is it, vodka Red Bulls? Is that what we were saying?
2: Maybe. Jaeger Bombs?
1: Jaeger Bombs. That's it. Jaeger Bombs. Um, well, they are also big Taylor Swift fans. Another big Taylor Swift fan is our friend Patrick in Shanghai. <laughs> What's up, Patty? Thanks for the comment. Uh, he's got Seoul, South Korea coming in at third place right now I don't know why I'm echoing um, who else is listening to us Savoy Illinois thank you very much um, hey, Patty commented that he
2: loved Taylor Swift yeah Patty, always, yeah uh, he, he
1: commented Patty Swift is big in Shanghai uh, Patty Swift my bad. Taylor Swift <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's the
1: knockoff T-Swift in in China. I've got some good good, uh, uh, questions about China I want to talk about with you guys later. Um, But yeah, definitely. Uh, Seattle, Washington. Philadelphia, PA. Des Plaines, Illinois. Bend, Oregon. Finchley, United Kingdom. Time to look at some other Finchley. Finchley. Good day. Yeah. Newcastle-upon-Tyne, United Kingdom. So we got some British listeners out there. Hello. Top of the morning to you. Speaking of British listeners, did you guys No, we're not going to talk about the wedding. (laughs) What? No. No. (laughs) No, God, no. No, I was (laughs) going to talk about the... I heard the Red Sox and the Yankees are going to play a series in one. Oh. Yeah,
0: I actually watched the press conference this morning. How that was super awkward. (laughs) (laughs) How's that? Why? Well, you know, I think probably something had to do with it just being a sport that's not popular over there. Having a press conference over there about a sport that they're bringing over there that's not popular, and so it's just like empty. And then they showed this. Pump up video because you know the the series that's gonna happen there is gonna be between the Red Sox and the Yankees and uh next year, yeah. And um, so they showed sort of this pump up video between the Red Sox and Yankees that was supposed to you know get you fired up about the sport, but. You know, if they're trying to show off a rivalry and they show none of the fighting that's happened between these (laughs) two teams over five decades or, or more on television, it just, it was terrible. And then they were having technical glitches, so it kept on restarting. It was very awkward.
1: That sounds about right.
2: Classic British baseball shenanigans. Yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly. It's like
2: video, like it's like cricket, only more complicated. Yeah, and not as fast.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was like six MLB executives and then the mayor of London.
2: <laughs> well, they've had really good success there with the football. The yep. NFL has had like a really good response from their football exhibitions in London. So, are you being? Then MLB is probably just trying to catch on to that yeah. bandwagon.
1: Yeah. yeah. You're being sarcastic, right? So Sarca- that's sarcasm. No, I think they do. I think they really? like hack it out every game. No, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, I thought that was a huge mistake. No, oh, I we... thought
2: that they were. I thought they had really good success with it. Oh. Uh, I, I think they had such good success in London. They were like expanding. Like they did that game in Mexico City this year.
1: Yeah, I knew about that. I just think. Well, actually, we talked about this. When Bob was on the show, the reason that they're going to London instead of Havana or... Well, they did have a game in Puerto Rico. Did they? Yeah. They had a game in Puerto Rico, and they had a game in Mexico City. But the money is in London. People will pay more to go see baseball in London than they will in Havana or Santa Domingo just because they have more money. Right. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Well, everybody who listened last week, thanks so much, and I hope you enjoy tonight's show. And tell your friends, hey, if you've got an hour to watch, listen to this ridiculous baseball podcast. It's hilarious.
2: Yeah, if you're going to, like, watch the news, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> fuck listen it. to
0: this podcast <laughs> instead. <laughs> uh, go ahead. You'll learn more. Yeah, yeah, real
1: educational as shit. Yeah. That's when, and we swear. And we swear a lot. A lot. Yes. But we don't just do baseball. We do other sports also. I do We didn't actually get to talk much about the NBA playoffs last week. I have I wanted to talk about them this week because yeah. I've Let's been started I've been watching basketball kind of for the first time all year and I remembered I actually like watching basketball. Eli, you've got some opinions about Six Celtics? Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, as of the, the airing of this podcast, the Celtics are up uh, 3-1 to on the 76ers, um, and they won their first two games at home because of the higher seed, and then they won the third game in Philadelphia. Um, it should be noted that no team in the NBA playoffs history has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit. But in Game Four, the 76ers won, and my beef was that the and and this is the craziest thing about the NBA is that the official the, the officials took the the Celtics out of the game in the first half. Um, I think that they they called like more than double the amount of fouls on the Celtics than they did on the 76ers and. Uh, I was listening to the game on the radio, and given that those guys are a couple of serious homers, from the sound of it, it was basically every other play there was a foul being called on the Celtics. Now, the NBA, as Joel, you probably know, is you could call foul basically on any play. So there is
1: Especially like the
0: some playoffs. flexibility in what yeah. the officiating The officials can do it in swaying a game. And the crazy thing about the NBA is that you can't complain about the officiating or you get fined. And I know that that's true in some other um, league sports, but it's really pretty strict in the NBA. And so, like, you you, you never really get actually how the teams feel about how the game was done unless they're willing to take that fine. But it just felt right. like definitely that game was not in favor of the Celtics. Whether or not that was on purpose or not, I mean, we could get into that, but
1: right. damn. Well, I think the the data says that referee bias is for the home team. And so it's probably implicit most of the time, and I don't know why I'm echoing again. And the issue is that the refs are probably being persuaded unconsciously by the home crowd, and so they're giving the benefit of the calls to the home team. And you'll see that time after time, but especially, especially excuse me, in playoff games. One thing that I find hilarious about the NBA and that I love about the NBA is suddenly something that is a foul in the regular season is no longer a foul in the playoffs. And the announcers will always say something cliched, such as, oh, that's just a good hard play, or welcome to the playoffs. And I get it. I'm okay with it. But I just find it hilarious that the NBA seems to be the only sport where the rules literally change from the regular season to the postseason, and everybody is totally cool with that. And if you complain about that, you're kind of this whiny bitch, right? It's like, no, that is clearly a foul. Oh, it's the playoffs. Walk it off wait why 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 does it being the playoffs change this expectation it
0: probably gets back to our our, the point we raise in pretty much every one of our podcasts and how the regular season doesn't matter in the NBA so so like maybe that's why everyone's cool with it because they're like all right, let's just do like pick me, you know, pick up basketball until we get to the playoffs, and then we'll be serious.
1: <laughs> yeah. And the number one goal in the regular season is to not hurt any or to not get hurt, especially right. for your star LeBron James players and maybe a few select players. So the they're, they're officials are out to protect them. And then, like right, like you said, now that's the playoffs, anything goes. We're, we're actually playing for real now. We weren't, from, from October to May, we were not playing for real. But now we're playing for real. So, as you know, I don't watch basketball. And don't
2: like basketball. I don't care about, I don't yeah. care about basketball. Right. And I would like the Celtics to win the basketball yeah. championship. <laughs> but I don't really care. But here, the two things that I do care about in the basketball playoffs that I'd like you guys to answer for me is, one... Who is beefing right now? Like what's the beef? Yeah. Going down in layoffs? Yeah. Because there's definitely some beef there. I don't call it the beef cup for nothing.
1: And then two, who are you bandwagoning on, Joel? Okay. Let me can I answer the first question? I've got an answer yeah. for the first question. So this is Joel doing Sam's Beef of the Week. My beef of the week is Joel Embiid versus Terry Rogier. Did you see oh, that, the Eli? Me. Oh, me. <laughs> we we gotta download the sounds app. That should be yeah, easy you know, to do. Yeah. Did you see that, Eli? Uh Terry yeah, Rouge for the Celtics. He's been playing great. And he's not one of the star players, correct? Well, he has been. Thanks so. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while, yeah. but I got it.
0: <laughs> Might as well keep that out, just in case. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's he's been a star since, basically, Kyrie Irving uh, left for the season to get surgery on his knee. Um, And, you know, he's a rookie, basically a rookie in his second year, and uh, he's been playing out of his mind, but... Tell our listeners what happened in that game because it was awesome.
1: Oh well, I forget the details, but he was gonna fight Embiid. All I all I know is the beef. No, which he didn't throw a punch though, did he? No, no, no. But but the so so basically,
0: Embiid was you know for for those of you who don't know, Embiid is this
1: giant of a man. He's one of my heroes. How tall is he? Oh, I don't know how tall he is. I think he's 7'2". He's one of my heroes because we talked about him before in the context of him asking out Rihanna on Twitter. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, and Terry Rozier is a point guard, so, of course, he's about Six <laughs> a two. third of the size yeah. of Embiid. And so they got into this little tussle, and Terry uh, Rozier threw an uh, arm at Embiid, yeah. And then after the game, Sam, and this gets into your beefing, um, Embiid said something along the lines like, yeah, it wasn't a big deal. He couldn't even reach my face. <laughs>
1: he was too short to reach my face, so I wasn't worried about it. <laughs> nice. Joel Embiid is listed at 7 feet. It's Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier is listed at 6 foot 2. So there's a ten inch <laughs>
0: thank,
1: thank you, Sam. <laughs> Isn't there a Simpsons where Homer gets an air horn? <laughs> Maybe. So, so
2: yeah. like this scenario right here.
1: So my, my takeaway from the sixers Celtics series has been I keep watching them and I keep get the feeling I keep getting the feeling. That the Sixers have the best players, Embiid and Simmons, and they keep getting all the highlight plays. And then I look at the box score and they're down 12 or 14 or 16 points. Does that
0: make sense? Yeah, they're all flash and no substance.
1: Right now. And they are yeah. getting out coached and they're showing their use, except the Celtics are a young team too.
0: Yeah, the Celtics are the youngest.
1: Yeah. car, Yeah. So I think, yeah, Brad Stevens deserves a lot of credit. I mean, I think the Celtics are going to win the next game. But going into this, I, because I'm an idiot, I thought Philadelphia was the better team.
0: Yeah. The biggest odds for the Celtics have, I think, like, except for maybe a couple games against Milwaukee, they've been the underdog the entire way. Yeah. And they're the number two seed.
1: <laughs> right. Well, because they don't have Kyrie or Gordon Hayward or who else. Or they had Jason Tatum a little bit, right? What He's playing. It was,
0: uh, no, was uh, uh, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown got hurt with that yeah. hamstring pulled. Yeah.
1: So, th- so we got the Celtics getting into the Eastern Conference Finals where they will meet LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers, again. (laughs) And that's another series that I did not expect this to happen. Cleveland was coming out of the Indiana series looking very weak. They barely escaped the Pacers. They actually got outscored by more than 40 points over the course of the seven-game series against the five-seed Pacers. And then they sweep the number one Toronto Raptors. Um, and LeBron James is playing out of his goddamn mind once again, and yeah, yeah. looking really good.
0: Yeah, I mean that, that team is LeBron James. You know, it's it's not yeah. it's not the Cleveland Cavaliers no, that team.
1: No, no. <laughs> Kevin Love. Just... Kevin Love had a thirty point game.
0: But, yeah, that's yeah. true, but that—that's a flash in the pan. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's—he it, it, it basically had a couple great games, which has just sort of supplemented uh, the insanity that LeBron James is putting out there. I mean, he had two buzzer beaters, yes. winners in the series. Yes, yes. Most people look for that maybe once a lifetime in yes. playoffs. <laughs> you know.
1: And that game where he was just hitting turnaround jumper after turnaround fadeaway after turnaround, and Kevin Love said something to the extent of "Yeah, he was planning that," like he was experimenting with. I'm gonna see if this will work in Game Three of the Eastern Conference <laughs> Semifinals. Let's, <laughs> just, let's just see if this works. I don't know, and it does, and they blew. Could it work on my game? Yeah, exactly. So he he is amazing. Who LeBron James? Yeah, LeBron James. I hate it. I know you do. I think that's funny.
2: higher already. Let everyone else play. <laughs> These are people who have worked so hard to get to the top, and then they get there, and then there's this guy LeBron who's just like every fucking schoolyard bully <laughs> laughing them around. You know what I mean? Like taking their fucking lunch money.
1: <laughs> right. Well, we talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago. With As if LeBron James is playing at whatever is above the NBA level.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. It's it's like everyone is in his G League.
1: Yeah. Everybody else is somehow a triple A player. He's the only member of MLB. He's the only one good enough to play at that level.
2: Right. Space Jam.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Space Jam.
2: It's like him and Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And the, and the Monsters.
1: And the Monsters. <laughs> the monsters. Well, and this got me thinking. Somebody had tweeted, who is your favorite player on your least favorite team in the context of, bas- of basketball? And my first thought was LeBron James. Because I don't like the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think they are a crappily managed, crappily run team. I have no particular love or connections to the city of Cleveland. And I kind of dislike the narrative of the poor blue-collar, rundown industrial town just needing an NBA championship. They need like infrastructure investment, not Larry O'Brien trophies. You're a sucker for a story, huh? I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I like LeBron James, and I think that's something specific to the NBA, and how the NBA markets itself, that it is so character-driven. It is so about the athletes, and the flip side of this is it's about the athletes' egos also, but that you get into basketball following the players more so than following the teams or the franchises.
2: Hockey is kind of the same way, right?
1: Is it? I don't know.
2: I don't know. I feel like players maybe move around a little bit less, but there's definitely like mega superstars in hockey in a way that there are not so much
1: in like baseball. I could probably (laughs) name two hockey players, and that would be. Right, but you're not a hockey fan. But that's what what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. I think those are the two. And then Supan. Is that the guy who played for the Predators? I don't know. I think, I think the right.
0: difference with hockey, though, is that it, it's more of a team sport in the sense that you have three to four different groups of defensive and offensive players who are playing every 30 to, seconds to a minute, yeah. like as hard as they can for 30 seconds to a minute, and then they're switching. So even even your all-star stud player is, is only playing a fraction of the time of the entire group and I, so i think you know that that makes it a little bit different than other
1: and the nba i would argue that sports. basketball is a very team sport but more than any other sport it's one where a single player can dominate a game in a way i don't know maybe a quarterback can
2: now pitcher
1: a pitcher Mm, that's a good point, but pitchers, pitchers only can play one. Dominate once a week.
2: game like a pitcher in baseball. Yeah,
1: but the pitchers only play one to twice a week. Right. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. That's a good. That's a really good point. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay. Do you want to talk more? I got two ways I want to drive this conversation. First, I want to make the note that the score is right now: Kansas City Royals fifteen, Baltimore Orioles one. Bottom of the sixth. <laughs>
0: and that was about the score after the first inning, too. People should know.
1: Yeah, it was 10 nothing after the first inning, I believe. I got into a Twitter fight again about Mike Trout this weekend. Cool. And talking again about superstars. Because you love Mike Trout. I love bullying Mike Trout. I feel like he is that kid who is actually big and strong but has no actual feeling of self worth, so you can actually bully him. Even he's, he's like a the
2: big... guy from Mice and Men.
1: Yeah, I guess. Lenny. Yeah. I don't think Lenny. he has a, a intellectual disability like Lenny does. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I close. <laughs> I feel like he'd be
2: easily manipulated. I and feel he like was... he would be, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, I feel like if the wrong person got their claws into him, then, like, he would do really bad things, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like even though he is the objectively best baseball player over the last five years, (laughs) over the course of the last five years, maybe not right now, because we are committed to Mookie Betts' AL MVP this year, Um
2: Right, but I would also argue that Clayton Kershaw is, like, way more dominant over the past five years than Um, Mike
1: Trout. That's a good point. Because pitchers are able to dominate a game in a way that a hitter can't.
2: I mean, it's, like, a hard comparison. But to say that Mike Trout is, like, the best player in baseball, like, maybe he's the best position player, maybe. But, like, you don't get to just say that outright, I don't think. Okay. Uh,
1: Would you say he's the best hitter?
2: Uh, I mean, he's the best fantasy player. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah. I wouldn't say he's, like, the best team leader.
1: Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. That's a very good point. He's
2: probably not a team leader. I'd probably say that he's the guy who, like, you know, everyone pranks in the clubhouse. Right. Can <laughs> I make
0: two quick points, guys? Yes. Like,
2: Oh, hey, Mike, there's, like, a hot dog yes. floating in the toilet, a big brown hot dog. And he's like, oh, shit, guys. I'm going to go get it up." And he does. And it's a turd. In this story, it's a turd. In case you missed that. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so to the point of the pitchers being able to dominate a, a, a game, there is some breaking news right now. The Mariners James Paxson, has no hit. The Blue Jays, 5-0, to zero, in his native Canada, becoming the second Canadian Oh was he the no new no! Guy? And
1: game's over. What game's over? He did oh, it. Oh great, wonderful, wonderful. Okay. The so the guy, blue, right? blue Jays are out. Blue Jays are out of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: the the second point I wanted to make real quick is like, he's he blue.
2: He's the guy yeah. who the eagle landed on, right? James Paxton. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So he's
2: actually not a Canadian anymore. We established yeah. that. Like. Yeah. Bald eagle lands on your shoulder, you're an American citizen. <laughs> so cool. He was, anyway, he was he born was there and then he went back and conquered, is what you're yes, saying, the, after the becoming s- an American yes, citizen. The spirit right.
1: of the eagle possessed him and he had to no hit the Blue Jays and then eat a Blue Jay. <laughs> God. Right, he's also part Bald
2: eagle now. He like can't help but eat live birds.
1: <laughs> oh, Sorry, man. go on. We could give him a new nickname, Sam. The blue eagle. The the silver eagle. Oh, the gray eagle. Yeah, yeah.
2: Mattress speaker.
1: <laughs> yeah, well,
0: he's he's definitely been uh, favored by the American on that one. Yeah. So the second piece of that explanation <laughs> uh, Movie Betts just hit a triple to tie up the game and get the Yankees 2-2. Two to two.
1: Good. So that's, very, his, that, that's his second RBI hit. He had an RBI double and an RBI no, triple. No, that was
0: Benintendi.
1: Oh, okay. My bad. He, Benintendi scored Betts.
0: Uh, well, ben, Betts was on base when Ben Benintendi hit it but Betts didn't score. Oh, Nunez scored. Good. Uh but real, real quick to this, uh, back to this Mike Trout thing and him being a gullible person. I think that they should make a sitcom of that's just Mike Trout and uh, Otani, and Otani is like Mike Trout is supposed to show Otani, you know, American. what American life is like, and Otani just keeps on tricking him into doing stupid shit for him. Uh, and that would be the entire premise of or, the show. Or
1: Trout keeps showing him things, but he does them wrong. Or it's like that <laughs> show.
2: It's like show Punked, except for it's <laughs> only Mike Trout every single
1: time. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. So I was trying to bully Mike Trout on Twitter, with you know, I was pretty successful with it. Um, but this guy Tony Hughes. At T.C. Hughes, you know, he was arguing with me because, why would you argue with me? I'm clearly just talking out of my ass. But he said, if he, Trout, were playing for a team in the Northeast, the dude would be hyped more than anyone, just the way it goes. The Angels don't have the kind of gravity that many teams do, but Trout himself is not boring to watch. Saying otherwise really doesn't make one look smote. And I never claimed to be smote, but... What?
2: not there a 140 character maximum on Twitter?
1: No, they they expanded it. It's, uh, it's like a fucking in. essay. Yeah. yeah, he wrote an essay. But he's thought to something because Alien Judge has no personality and is a walking cardboard cutout of a human being and just hits baseballs all the time and MLB is trying to make him the face of baseball the face of America right now the disgusting gap to right. face of America but the face of America none nonetheless
2: <clears throat> I mean I guess
1: but like yeah.
2: he at least has like an interest like okay his last name is judge and yeah. so people like dress up in judges robes and the wigs and shit and then it's like Mike Trout and what is the it you're like a stinky slippery river fish it's like <laughs> your break it's like oh yeah The trout, it's trout time, and then it's just, like, a fucking gross fish, you know? It's, like, stinking up the place sitting (laughs) in the sun. There's, like, nothing to market there. Also, he's, like, just totally, like, say what you want about Mike uh, or whatever, Aaron Judge's gapped teeth. At least it's, like, a distinctive feature. Mm, mm -hmm. Like... And he's tall. Right, he's tall and he's a huge man. Mike yeah. Trout is just like about the least like interesting looking person in the world. It's like his hair and his skin are the same color. It's really weird. Right, right.
1: right. Well, and, and he the argument was made that the LA Angels of Anaheim, we've had this conversation before, are not the major draw in LA. It's the Dodgers. But they're still in the Los Angeles market. And you've had big draws in other markets. The one that we talked about was Ken Griffey Jr. Everybody knows who Ken Griffey Jr. was, is. And he played in Seattle, which maybe isn't a small market, but it is way up in the Northwest, way away from everybody, everybody else.
2: I think that that saying that LA is like an inferior sports market to the New York is like kind of horseshit. This is like they just don't have any sort of like
1: ownership that pushes it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's that's why the LA. Yeah. I don't know why I'm getting so much feedback right now. Sorry, folks.
2: I'm hearing echoes too.
1: Yeah. Um. And, but also, I was thinking about <laughs> Andrew McCutcheon. I think he was able to be a, a popular draw in Pittsburgh. Right. Which, I don't know, is Pittsburgh the Northeast? Kind of. No. No, it's in uh-huh. you know, Central.
2: Pittsburgh's like the Midwest.
1: I feel like it is the gateway to the Midwest. Yeah, now what about like Frank Thomas, though, out of Chicago? Or like. Yeah. Jose Altuve. is huge. Altuve. I would. I would definitely say Jose Altuve. I would say Houston is a big market city, but it's smaller than uh-huh. L.A. And I think Altuve is a yep. great draw. Boston is tiny. Yeah, Boston is tiny. <clears throat> I think More of, like
2: Justin Verlander when he was with the Tigers was a huge, huge deal.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a really good example. So yeah, so the fact that and you know, whatever, fuck Mike Trout. But if he doesn't yeah. want to be, you know, if, he's, if you're a boring person and you just want to hit baseballs and you don't want to go on TV, that should be your right. But really, I feel like this is a critique of the Los Angeles Angels and Major League Baseball in general that they have not figured out a way to get people to like, support, or even fucking recognize one of the best players in baseball this deck, you know, past five years. That's all. Yeah,
0: it. it's like a market white toast. Yeah, Wonder Bread yeah, can yeah. tell you that. It's yeah. a
1: mayonnaise sandwich of a player. But you, right, yeah. Which is is that a problem with base? No, I, it's not a problem with baseball for all the reasons we just cited. Mookie Betts think- is exciting and fun to watch. D.D. Gregorius, even though he's a Yankee, I love D.D. Gregorius. a no, fucking. I know, I know. Um, I hate him. Yeah, I know. Bryce Harper. I don't like Bryce Harper, but I, I recognize him. He has shiny hair. He's good he's at hitting character. baseball. He's a character. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's a character. Bryant and Rizzo in Chicago. Um Character. Character.
2: Right, Mike Trout has no character. Mike Trout and has right, no And he's boring to watch. Yeah. It's like, if you're the best team, best player in the league, and you can't, you know, elevate anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like even when Seattle sucks, people were, were coming to the ballpark to see Felix Hernandez, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like, the Angels suck. No one cares.
1: Well, yeah, except the Angels are good right now. But the Angels also have Shohei Otani – who is exciting, and Pujols? who just hit three thousand hits. Who you right. know? He's not.
0: Kudos, kudos.
1: Yeah, good, good for him. Also,
2: and he also was a similar Mike Trout character, where I feel like yeah. he wasn't super popular, even when he was at his best. You know,
1: one. Yeah, I would agree with that, and two, kind of caveats or questions. One being, he won. Wolves series with the St. Louis Cardinals. Right. Whereas Mike Trout has not even sniffed the playoffs until this year. Right. And the other being, the St. Louis Cardinals have a history as a popular and successful baseball franchise, whereas the LA Angels really don't. They have that one championship where they beat Barry Bonds in O two, And we've had the constant conversation of, They don't even know what to call themselves. They have no personality, and neither does their star player. There you go. Except they do now, because their star player is Shohei Otani. Right. The fighting Otanis. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Release the kaiju. That's what I'm saying. Joel,
2: write a letter, dude. I will. (laughs) Write a letter to the Anaheim (laughs) Angels of Los Angeles and be like, get your shit together rename your team, the Fight No Tannies, and every single one of your players also pitches.
1: (laughs) Surprise! Now coming out of the bullpen, Albert Pujols. Yeah. He has... I thought they had him pitch in some ridiculous blowout game one time. I think they did. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, well, so that's my land. Well,
0: while you're writing letters, please write NBC and pitch my sitcom as well.
1: Yeah, that's a good sitcom. I don't know if it's as good as
2: Mike Trout and Otani
1: yeah, reality show. Yeah, the Mike Trout Otani reality show would be pretty funny. <laughs> we we what was our. <laughs> I like the Richard Sherman and Beast Mode reality show. That would be on like travel TV. What was our A-Rod reality show? What would we like? Uh, Michael Jordan. Uh, Like Mike Tyson or something? Barry Bonds was like
2: bullying A-Rod. Yeah. It was like Michael Jordan and Barry Bonds lived in one house and next door was like A-Rod and someone else.
0: And,
2: Clemens. Like, yeah, and like, like Pete uh, and like Barry Bonds kept bringing his dog over to shit on their yard. <laughs>
1: yeah. and stuff. Like that. Did you guys like the picture I sent you of Tom Brady and Alex Rodriguez at the Met in their, <clears throat> in their Sunday Finest?
2: That was an amazing picture.
1: <laughs> They're bros. Terrible, terrible bros. They looked like a couple in that picture, though. Right. <laughs> What'd you say? Entering the <laughs> Halloween door. Yeah, they
2: looked like a couple opening the door from to like trick or treaters on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Like their first apartment
1: together. Yeah. You know? Hello, they, we're so happy like, to see so you. Excited to be a family, but also kind of awkward. But really awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was pretty ridiculous. All right, I'm going to read to you. This is also a shout-out to Patrick in China. (laughs) This is a thread I just read earlier today, and I had to share it. This is from at Nick Kapoor on Twitter. He writes, A thread of Chinese internet nicknames for NBA players. China is crazy for the NBA, but official sources use boring, phonetic transcriptions, failing to take advantage of Chinese characters having both sound and meaning. Chinese netizens have improved on these official names. So the people of China have been making up these badass nicknames for NBA players that are way better than their actual nicknames in America. That's Mm -hmm. something I've always complained about. Uh, I love Kevin Garnett, but his nickname was KG for a lot, right? Yeah. KG is not a nickname, that's just your initials. Right. Right? The Chinese have done way better. So I'm going to read a couple for you. LeBron James, The Little Emperor. A play on the English King James that's also slang for a spoiled only child. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Used more when LeBron was young, but now mostly by LeBron haters. Oh, this is a good one. Steph Curry. Fucks the sky. <laughs> what? Fucks the sky. This is an extremely elaborate pub. I'm going to butcher some Chinese here, sorry. One of Kui's phonetic names is Li, and the second character is a combination of the characters for sun and ground, but is also slang for fuck. Given Curry's penchant for launching shots into the sky, Chinese netizens apparently felt it would be more apropos to name him Fucks the Sky instead of Fucks the Ground. So they replaced Earth with Sky in the second character. (laughs) Other common nicknames for Curry include Sprout God and the Elementary School Student. Both playing on his diminutive uh, statue. (laughs) Alright, these are good. Giannis Attetokounmpo. I think I'm pronouncing that okay. Letters, bro. Because his last name has so many letters. (laughs) (laughs) Manu Ginobili. The Demon Blade. Perhaps the coolest nickname of them all. Ginobili earned this Monaco for his ability to slash to the hoop using tricky footwork like the step. Right? The demon, like, I love Ginobili. He's not even that good, but the demon blade? That is... Nope. it f- fucks the skies. Yeah, <laughs> the skies. <laughs> okay, yeah. By far, much better. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, the giant shark. Do yep. I... Do I... Have, <laughs> right, Yeah. Derived from the fact that the first sound in the Chinese word for shark, shayu, sounds like the first sound in, sh- sound in Shaquille. Toward the end of his career, he was frequently called O-Fat, a play on O'Neal.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, these are pretty clever. Uh,
1: Kevin Durant, schoolbag dude, because he often used to often wear a backpack to press conferences. Do is short for Durant. Charles Barkley, the Flying Pig. Self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, yep. Michael Jordan, Gang Boss. Jordan's ordi- ordinary name in Chinese is Qian Dan, but Chow is also the surname of Chow Feng, the leader of the beggar sect. In popular Wu Chia martial arts novels, often known simply as Gang Boss Chow. So, because Jordan's name sounds like this guy from a series of books, they named him Gang Boss. I also feel
2: like that's not, that's like a good description of who Michael Jordan is as a
1: person. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Kevin Garnett was King of the Wolves. That's cool. Yeah. Tim Duncan, the Stone Buddha. (laughs) Also very cool. (laughs) Tristan Thompson, you know, uh, for the Cavs. Yeah. The King of Eights. Thompson held out of training camp in 2015 and received a contract worth more than $80 million, despite averaging only 8 points and eight rebounds in 2014. The King of Eight was a nickname for several historical Chinese rulers. Like, how awesome is that? That his nickname is a burn against him and a reference to several historical Chinese rulers. Anyway.
0: Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. So uh Patrick if you're listening hit us up with more awesome nicknames that Chinese fans give people.
2: Yeah. I I also would like it if you guys would call me Fucks the Sky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you gotta earn that nickname. Yeah. <laughs> I just I'm gonna I don't know how,
2: but I am.
1: I will earn that nickname.
0: <laughs> <For> one day. <laughs> one day you will call me.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a pretty... Yeah, we need to get more creative here with our, with our nicknames. Uh, speaking of nicknames, did y'all watch the Kentucky Derby? Because I did not.
2: No, I didn't watch it either. Yeah. Nope.
1: I was working. I was drinking.
0: I was I doing anything else.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, My buddy, Zach, he was tweeting with us a couple of days ago, and he had a question because he said, you know, the Kentucky Derby advertises itself as the greatest two minutes in sports. I thought it was the most exciting two minutes. Oh, is it? I think so. Oh, that's different then. Because he and I were trying to figure out what other time frames could you say would be the greatest so and so amount of time in sports we could say most exciting so the ones I came up with were an in the park home the uh, in the excuse me in the park home run could be inside the, most, the park home run. inside the park thank you I don't know why I was screwing up with that inside the park home run could be the most exciting 15 seconds in sports um Uh, Usain Bolt 100-meter dash could be the most exciting 10 seconds in sports. Well, okay. I have a thing here. Yeah. Like, I have a hard time
2: racing of any sort being considered a sport. A sport? Unless it's like like skiing, maybe. You know? It's like running. That's like just what you do to like train the person you know it's like uh-huh. oh I'm really fast I'm really good at exercising you know what I mean I'm like the fastest exerciser out there <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and then like NASCAR you're driving a car yeah 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 I don't think that's really a sport horse racing you're driving a horse the it's horse is the horse
1: racing. is doing the work
2: right the horse yes. is and yeah. the horse is the car in this scenario yeah yeah I feel like that's not really a sport yeah and then like It's like, okay, you're fast. Like, you're really fast. Like, now hit the baseball. Or, like, catch a football while you're running real fast, Uh you know? Uh So what about golf? What about golf? Yeah, it's golf a sport. I don't know. It's more like a game, I guess. Yeah.
0: Can can we all agree that the most exciting two minutes of sport is the Jamaican bobsled?
1: (laughs) Bobsled is pretty exciting. Or skeleton, you say.
0: Or skeleton?
1: Yeah, skeleton. That's crazy.
0: Can can I, uh, So, guys, I just have some breaking news. It is now the bottom of the seventh between the Red Sox and Yankees. The Yanks have loaded the bases with one out, and uh, in they have called Joe Kelly. Who oh, next? As many as you of you remember was uh, sparked the early season brawling between the Red Sox and Yankees. Oh, nice! And I don't have the sound on right now, but my I imagine that uh, Yankee Stadium is booing, booing the shit out,
1: flipping
0: out. out. Yeah.
1: How the Red Sox yeah. scored, and the, how the Red Sox score in the top of the seventh? What they do?
0: Boogie Betts triple. Nice.
1: Okay. Oh, you told me that. <laughs> okay. So Joe Kelly
2: came into a game over the weekend with the bases loaded and one out, and struck out two guys in a row. It was really awesome. Yeah, and then the he's... Red Sox came back after that and won the game because nice. they were so pumped. It was such
0: it was such, so baller. Nice. Yeah, he's <clears throat> he's definitely elevated from being like. Uh you know, a pretty good bullpen pitcher to, like, a Red Sox hero hero this year. (laughs) Right, because he drilled that Yankee. And, you know,
2: I got in a fight with someone on Twitter about that, actually. But it was really funny because he, like, drilled that guy, and then the guy, like, threw his bat down and was, like, posturing like he was going to charge the mound, but he didn't do it. And, like, normally the catcher would, like, jump in front of the guy who was about to charge the mound, you know? And this guy was standing at the plate waiting for uh, the catcher to jump in front of him and stop him from charging the mound, and Joe Kelly's just standing on the mound. He's like, bring it. it." You can see his voice. He's like, come on, come on. He's, like, (laughs) urging the guy to come out at him. So you know that, like, before the inning, he went to the catcher, and he's like, I'm going to fucking drill this guy. Don't stop him from coming out at me. And he drilled him, and then like, and the guy didn't want to charge the mound. He was like afraid to charge the mound. And then like he finally he had to because the catcher wasn't stopping
0: him. It should (laughs) be noted too that the batter was about twice the size of Bill Kelly.
2: Bill Kelly, small dude.
0: Yeah, he's
2: like a weird hipster-looking guy.
1: One of my favorite things is catch, what catchers do in those situations. I think it was the San Francisco Giants. I think it was Buster Posey. Giants-Dodgers last year, where he just basically walked away. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He steps, stepped away. He's like, he's like, whatever. Like the, the I, I don't even remember the details, but the batter charged the out, and he was like, okay, bye. And both benches cleared, because, you know, it was Dodgers-Giants. It was... Intense. And busting Fuzzy's like whatever. I'm out. Why why'd you do that, Eli? What are we looking at? Oh. The
0: game. I was trying to turn it around.
1: So we could watch the game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um uh do you guys have any opinions on Matt Harvey you wanna share? <laughs> oh, yeah, what a, Yeah.
0: freaking Wait,
1: dope. I got I got this. Yeah. I got this. I got <laughs> this. <laughs>
0: We're doing a good job. To lead the Cincinnati Reds yes. to the greatest comeback <laughs> that has ever been seen. They are my dark horse yep. and Matt Harvey is <laughs>
1: the freaking answer. Yep. There you go. That that's it. This is gonna be two of the biggest comebacks in the history of sports. One personally for Matt Harvey, exiled from New York to Cincinnati, Ohio. And two, for the for the Cincinnati Reds. This is like a movie. This is like a movie yep. where, like the bad boy who ran afoul in the big city has to come find himself again in the little midwestern town with the team of ne'er-do-wells. Yep. Oh man. They're gonna call it the Eli Shermans. <laughs> the Met. The so Matt Harvey comeback in Cincinnati, color the Eli Sherman story. <laughs> Brilliant. And Joey Vado's is gonna be really mean to him and like a bully until they do. They have a bonding moment. Matt Harvey came on scene. It was. Uh... Can you hear me? Now I can. We couldn't hear you for Can you time. hear
0: me? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, we can hear you, Sam. You yeah, can't can hear, hear us.
1: You. We're giving him the thumbs up. I can't hear well, you. Well, I know, okay. you can't hear us, but we can hear you, and the fans can hear oh. you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can hear you. Hey. Uh, well, maybe you and I, Joel, should yeah.
0: continue on and send Sam a... Well, well, maybe you piece. can hear me. I can't hear
1: you. Yes, we can hear you. I'm <laughs> not. am muted right now. No, you are not muted. Now you're muted. <laughs> oh, we're doing a good job tonight, guys. Yeah, the technical difficulties <laughs> are true. Well,
0: we just muted him while he gets figured out his yes. uh, audio system. <laughs>
1: apologies for the technical technical difficulties. Uh, oh, yeah. No, we got to write that movie is what we got to write. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's, it's, yeah. You know, loosely, loosely, you know, like uh, many other wash, <laughs> beat, beat up, uh, <laughs> you know, sports stars
1: that needs to find his way. Yeah. But what a better location to do it than Cincinnati. And what are they right now? 8 and 26 or something like that? Oh, they want to eat. Yeah, I don't know. That was my guess. <laughs> <dance. laughs> yeah, they make the Chicago White Sox look good. Oh, the Yankees took the lead again. Shit. Yeah, eight eight and twenty seven since ninety. Eight twenty seven.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. The after all that build up, Aaron Judge hit a single um, through the left side, and then um, the guy at second got. Thrown out at the plate.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, they got. It looks like he got out of the inning.
0: Yeah, yeah. one run.
1: Yeah. Not bad. <clears throat> Sam, can you hear us yet? No, no. I think that's it now. Oh, he hung up. Yeah. Should we wait for him to come back? Yeah. We're at fifty-eight minutes right now. Okay. Uh, so now would be a good time to stop, but I feel like we should wait for Sam to get back. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. fuck you too, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, any any last thoughts, Joel, before we cheat uh, about me right now? Oh yeah, can you hear us yet? So I still can't hear you. That's funny. We can hear you.
2: <laughs> All right. I don't know why though, Eli.
1: I feel like you're fucking with me. We're not fucking with you, Eli. Text him. To tell him we're signing off and have him give him his his uh, sign off because this his is final words. Is. Yeah. Okay. Um yeah, do day we're into May. Red Sox and Yankees both look real good. I am excited about rivalry. Cardinals swept the Cubs last weekend, that was exciting. Mm yeah, I don't know. Good times. I think uh, I don't know. I hate I'm not going to say I I mean, you think the Celtics can beat the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals, right? I
0: think that the Celtics have been written off from the get-go. Yeah. And here we
1: are. Yeah. And I'll leave it at that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think we haven't even talked about the Western Conference Finals. I don't
2: know. I don't know what to fucking say. (laughs)
1: Uh, <laughs> bye <laughs> yeah bye. We hung up again. <laughs> uh Sam hung up again so we'll leave it at that cool one hour and 47 seconds I feel like we covered a lot of good good material yeah it's a good, good, G- good kind of turned into a shit show a little bit there at the end but that's okay that's what we're about uh hey ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening to us tonight this has been Dump on the Ump um Listen to us on all your favorite social media outlets like SoundCloud, like Apple iTunes. Tweet at us; we will respond. Sam's back. He's hitting his microphone right now. <laughs> he looks super pissed.
0: It's funny when you can see the person and hear them, but you the can't hear you.
1: It makes them look
0: like a total. <laughs>
1: We need, like, a white boy to do something like that to hold up to him. We better sign off. Yeah, we better sign up yeah, so, we we better sign sign off so we can figure this out. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to go out to Jackie Wilson. Thank you so much for listening to us. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Did I tell you that that's what Jackie Bradley Jr. was named after? That's why we even it. Yeah, that's why. We, <laughs> that's why we walked <laughs> out to Jackie Wilson. Jackie Bradley Jr. was named after Jackie Wilson. There, there's a reason. There's a reason behind what we did. Whether we mentioned it or not,
2: whole other. Story. <laughs> yeah, I promise. <laughs>